Hello, everyone. This is The Danger Club. I am the Danger Master, and I'm joined today by a very special guest to talk about something uh, very, very exciting indeed. Uh, I'm joined here today by Adam Bradford, who is the CDO of Demiplane, uh, and he is one of the minds behind Pathfinder Nexus, which is a, a very exciting thing that's been announced uh, just very recently. Adam, how are you doing? I, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's, it's, a, it's a fun project to, uh, to get to talk about. So uh, before we dive into uh, Nexus itself, um, Adam, do you want to tell me, uh, tell us a, a little bit about yourself, sort of what's your background in gaming? How do you get into developing something like this? Yeah, so uh, I am Adam Bradford, and I was born on a cold April. No, we, we won't start uh, <laughs> that far back. But uh, but yeah, I um, I spent, uh, you know, a- after I graduated college, I was like so many people out there, um, not quite sure uh, how this life was going to end up. And uh, I ended up uh, eventually falling into the defense and aerospace industry because I am uh, from Huntsville, Alabama. This is a very authentic uh, Alabama accent going on right here. And uh, it is uh, called the Rocket City. So we have a strong NASA presence and uh, all of that. And so I worked for a company for about 10 years that uh, did electronic manufacturing for that. And uh, the reason I'm starting there is because uh, I got the uh, opportunity to really work on pretty much every part of the business while I was, uh, you know, there doing that job. And so I got to see from supply chain to manufacturing to quality control, uh, you know, just every department really in my 10 years there. And, uh, you know, so it it was kind of like I started looking myself in the mirror and saying, Hey, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Because it was it was great work, but uh, you know it wasn't the most exciting, uh, you know, job that that someone could be working. And around that time, a video gaming related company called Curse moved into my backyard. So they had a an office in San Francisco. They uh, moved moved into Huntsville here. And I just kept, uh, you know, saying to myself, "Hey, I, I, I owe it uh, to myself to try <laughs> to try to see if, if if I can go and do something more exciting." So um, I uh, I kind of cold called them up and said, "You know, hey, I, I want to work for you." Uh, pr- pretty quickly after that, uh, get, got in and, and got hired by Curse, and I was actually working on some video gaming related things. And at the time the company was looking for ways to try to get out of uh, media sales because ad block is just killing, uh, you know, websites uh, that, that are dependent on that for revenue. And I said, Hey, have you ever played tabletop role-playing games? Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Have you heard of this Pathfinder thing? And so that discussion led to the creation of D&D Beyond. And um, so um, in my time there, uh, co-founded D&D Beyond and uh, really started to see how digital can impact this gaming experience. And, you know, having played these games for, I guess at that time, 25 plus years before I did that, it was this beautiful fusion for me of the thing that I love the most in the world, playing uh, tabletop role-playing games. And I somehow just kind of fell into, lucked into this opportunity to make that into a job as well. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, uh, fr- from there, uh, spent several years 
Um, we got acquired by Twitch uh, and, and had Amazon as a grandparent company and then got acquired by Fandom eventually there. And uh, throughout that, uh, spent uh, eventually became the vice president of Tabletop Gaming, which was a lovely made up title, uh, title uh, there at Fandom. And um, I, uh, you know, just started uh, kind of getting a little itchy to uh, to get a little bit back more back to the uh, kind of the core of the work itself, because, you know, it's like uh, that corporate journey that you normally go on where you get promoted from <laughs> and then you're, you're kind of promoted to the point of uselessness sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I started, I, I started feeling that to, to a, some degree and uh, before it got too bad, I, I wanted to move on. And so I uh, found uh, Travis and Peter, who are the founders of Demiplane, and uh, we hit it off right away. I loved what Demiplane was doing. I loved their mission statement to make every part of playing tabletop role-playing games better. And uh, so I knew that, you know, hey, we, uh, we could form a Voltron there and uh, really, really make some waves here in the industry. And really so much of what we are currently doing, and with this announcement with Pathfinder Nexus, is we believe really, really strongly that other games outside of Dungeons and Dragons are first of all, great. There are some wonderful games out there. And then second of all, they deserve nice things. And so that, that that's really what has uh, kind of taken us uh, to this point in the journey. Fantastic. So, because Demiplane is, a lot of people who are Pathfinder players will have heard about Demiplane for the first time with this announcement, I imagine. But, but Demiplane's been around for a while. You've, you've been making... Well, it, it's, it's been around since uh, 2020 only. Okay. So, so it, it may seem like it's been around a little bit longer than that. Uh, been, uh, been here since 2020. And, uh, you know, Travis was off playing in the NFL and becoming pro bowlers, uh, you know, uh, for, for several years. He decided to retire from the NFL. And uh, Peter was off uh, traveling the world, uh, you know, uh, wheeling and dealing, selling companies. Uh, so, so they have very interesting backgrounds uh, th themselves. And they decided since they had played these games for, for decades as well, that they wanted their next gig to be something that uh, that was working in this space. And so, uh, you know, I think that uh, they they made that pretty big leap from those very successful careers into doing something with this. And uh, and so, yeah, it's it's only been around since 2020, mm -hmm. but it um, uh, really started as, you know, matchmaking, looking for group. Um, you know, trying to connect people to play these games because we do believe that the world would be a better place if everyone in it played tabletop role-playing games. Uh, I, I genuinely, it might sound cliche or, or trite, but uh, I genuinely believe that if everyone played these games, the, the world's problems would melt away because it's like the things that you learn playing these games, the, the things that you experience uh, they, they teach us to cooperate with other people. And, uh, and so I think that, uh, you know, for Demiplane, it always has been keeping our eyes open for opportunities to make the game. And we're saying like capital G there, you know, the, the universal game out there to make that game better in any way that we can. And that path most recently has led us into this concept of creating digital tool sets for, uh, you know, uh, a game like Pathfinder that hasn't had um, that level of uh, support in the past. Mm. So, what um so let's talk about the the product itself what what is pathfinder nexus for somebody who is is totally new to it 
Um, what's the idea behind it? Yeah, Pathfinder Nexus is the official digital tool set for Pathfinder, uh, starting with second edition. Uh, we, we don't have current plans for first edition, but we're uh, hear, hearing some people uh, shouting from the rooftops that they might want to see that eventually. But uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, Pathfinder 2E, uh, the official digital tool set. And so in my uh, past life with Dungeons and Dragons, I really got to see that, you know, there are some great virtual tabletops out there um, and, uh, you know, Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds. I know, uh, you know, all the, the people who are, um, uh, you know, uh, kind of driving those products forward. And I personally have played with virtual tabletops much in, in my uh, past and in my life. But one of the things that I got to see with D&D Beyond was that there are so many people that are looking for some other bits of functionality that aren't just the virtual tabletop part, the maps, the tokens, all of that. And so, you know, as we started looking at that, we said, hey, for Dungeons and Dragons, character management uh, is the cornerstone of what's going on with D&D Beyond. And again, as we look at a game like Pathfinder, we wanted to make sure that we were getting the, uh, you know, this, this highly polished experience for the character management that, uh, you know, can hopefully sit alongside those virtual tabletops. And uh, so, so for Pathfinder Nexus, the features that we're targeting is we do have the game discoverability. So you can go in, you can find people playing Pathfinder games. You can find people playing 180 other systems that we, that we have on the, on the platform. Um, and, and so people are meeting groups, they're getting together, they're, they're playing these games. We have voice and video chat that uh, can uh, you know, kind of take the place of Zoom or Discord for many groups out there. Uh, and, and really the intent behind that is we ask ourselves the question, uh, you know, Zoom and Discord, they have a specific focus for what they're trying to do. And that's not tabletop role-playing. And, and, and obviously for those companies, that is perfectly fine. They're, they're okay with that. But um, we just asked the question, what would it look like to have that kind of solution that was purpose-built for tabletop role-playing games? And, uh, and so that is where Demiplane really has started. And so all of that is available and possible today. But then as we're starting to layer in the other pieces of Pathfinder Nexus, that will be a digital reader. So this is a way that you can uh, go in and read all of the content. Uh, it's, uh, it's the same content that you're going to find in a PDF, but it is organized in a different way that uh, we, I, I've seen in the past really uh, pops when people are going to look up things, being able to have a global search uh, because I can't stand Adobe's, uh, you know, control F search tools inside of PDF. So you have, uh, you know, uh, th this really high quality search, but then you also have uh, kind of enhanced text. So you can have tool tips where if there's a spell, you can hover over it and see a little snippet of what that spell is. You can click on that and deep dive and get all the details pulled up in a sidebar. So those are all things that are going to happen in this digital reader. We're really excited about annotations that are going to happen in this. So, um, you know, how many times have you been running an adventure, you change an NPC's name possibly accidentally, and then you do your best to try to remember that that NPC's name has oh, changed. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so all, all of that, you can go with these annotations, you can go and make a note in the margin, very similar to a Google Doc. So, so all of that's coming together 
as one of the, the big first features that we're working on uh, right now, which is the digital reader. And then we're going to move into uh, what we call compendium listings. So this is the concept that you can go look up spells, creatures, items, uh, classes, um, ancestries, all of those things. You will be able to go to this single place. And, and what I love about this um, you know, is these advanced filters. So if you're wanting to look at a very specific suite of traits that you're trying for, for whatever reason, because of a, an enemy that you're uh, in combat with, whatever that is, you can find that quickly and easily in these compendium listings. And then I think my favorite part of that is, you know, Pathfinder, uh, one of the best things about this game is the character options are just uh, you know nearly limitless like yeah. they, they, they just keep coming with more and more creation options and uh, gameplay options and when you are playing a barbarian there are options for a barbarian in the advanced players guide but then there are going to be options for the barbarian in all these other supplements that paizo is going to continue to publish over these years mm -hmm. and so when you are going and trying to find information about the barbarian what we are going to do here is we're going to aggregate all that into a single place. So it's going to be a way that you can go and look at every single thing that's going on with that barbarian there in what we call a class primer. So um, all of that is coming together in the compendium listings piece. So that will be the next major feature that we introduced during our early access period. And then finally, character management. And we know that this is the cornerstone of, of our initial offering with Pathfinder Nexus. And uh, we, we know it's important because I, I often ask this question of, you know, can you play any of these tabletop role-playing games uh, without a map? Can you play them without miniatures? Can you play the, I, I, the list could go on and on. And the answer comes back to that. Yes, you can play without those things. But then when you ask the question, can you play these games without a character? The answer is, is naturally no. Uh, and so characters are at the heart of everything that happens in tabletop role-playing games. People get connected to these characters. I spent an embarrassing amount of time on the World of Warcraft Armory back when I played uh, WoW, uh, just staring at the, the uh, imaginary, well, not imaginary pixels, but the imaginary character represented by those yeah. very real pixels. And, um, and so it was, uh, you know, we connect to characters. And so we know that character builder, um, this interactive digital character sheet, those are ways that, uh, especially in my former life, I saw people loved to further engage and connect with their characters in that way. And so uh, this character management piece will kind of uh, you know, finalize and round out this early access period for us. And uh, once we get to a place where we are happy with that from the community feedback, that's when we will put a stamp on this and fully launch Pathfinder Nexus. But um, I will also emphasize that this is a multi-year uh, licensing agreement. We, we have many plans beyond that. Naturally, once we get character management, a place where we um, are, are really helping people play out there, we are going to start looking at encounter management and challenge management, You know, all the other pieces of the game. So very extensive roadmap that we have, but, um, but really Pathfinder Nexus, the too long didn't read version, is the official digital tool set for Pathfinder, and it is looking to provide 
um, high quality tools that maybe fill some of the gaps out there. Um, uh, or, it, you know, even if there aren't gaps, it's bringing a lot of that functionality into one place where you're not having to use, you know, five different, uh, you know, website tabs to do the things that you want to be able to use while you're playing. I see that. It's one of the things that I think a lot of people were surprised when second edition launched that it didn't, it was the most common thing as people were saying, why isn't there a D&D Beyond for this game? It's especially a game where almost every number on your sheet goes up every level and, and where the bonuses that you're rolling are, you know, it, it's, it can be quite hard to play this game without a dice roller if you're not great at math. It, it is. And, you know, uh, I, th this is in no way a knock on what, Pathfinder has going for it, but I have tried to play and run so many Pathfinder games since second edition launched, and there is always a hesitance with the groups that I try to play with uh, because they do ask me questions like, you know, is is there a D and D Beyond for this? And uh, and, and I know that I probably uh, you know have a pretty biased sample size there, but but still that that um, you know. Uh, inability to have that for a game that is so option rich. It, 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 it is almost overwhelming when you think about it in the ways of, again, for that barbarian, I could potentially look across, you know, five, 10 different books to try to find out what my options are when I'm creating that character. And, um, and so, yes, I have wanted to see something like Pathfinder Nexus spring into existence for literally years at this point. And that was even before second edition, but then as second edition uh, came out, um, I, I think second edition has so many great things going for it. And I think that something like Pathfinder Nexus is going to open this up for a, a an entirely new group of fans. Um, and, you know, obviously we don't want to lose sight of uh, the, the fans that have made Pathfinder what it is already. Uh, and so we're, we're doing our best to, uh, you know, cater to longtime veterans, uh, but, but also, you know, welcome some beginners into the fold here where, you know, this game can continue to grow and really uh, continue to thrive. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and, and, you know, kind of to the comment of, why didn't it happen when second edition launched? Um, having been, uh, you know, one of the few people that have tried to do something like this for one of these games uh, in, in the past, I can say it's a lot harder than it might seem. It really, it really is. There's so many, so many challenges uh, to making something like this happen. I think there's a reason when you look at the history of tabletop role-playing games and you see so many false starts and failed attempts to bring something like a digital tool set uh, to fruition. Uh, you know, all the, the news stories that we've seen over the last couple of decades, even, you know, I remember master tools CD in the back of a player's handbook, you know, oh, so, okay. so, so many attempts at this, it really is, uh, you know, harder than it might seem uh, like it is to pull something like this off. And I think a lot of that comes down to even AAA game studios out there that are making Skyrims and, you know, all the other games, I guess, wow, that's very dated at this point. I don't even know <laughs> a, a more recent game to use, but, uh, you know, making those games, they can code things that, uh, you know, there, there's an edge of the map. Like they, they have boundaries that they're working, even something as huge as Skyrim. Uh, but when it comes to tabletop role-playing games, 
there, the, the sky really is the limit uh, and there's no edge to the map. And you have to try to allow for customization. Some of the biggest challenges that I've had in the past life was, uh, you know, how, how do you allow for the limitless imagination of players that are playing? And uh, this is one of the things that we're really excited about with Pathfinder Nexus is hindsight is 2020 in a lot of places. And, you know, we can, uh, you know, learn from what has happened before and uh, do our best to try to cover as much of that spread as possible to help make these games as uh, customizable and as free as we possibly can. Mm. What do you reckon? What would you say some of the biggest lessons that you'd taken from doing D&D Beyond to, to, to a project like this? Are, are there things you're going to do differently this time or what's the experience of that? Yeah, the, the tongue-in-cheek uh, version of that is, uh, you know, we will consider dark mode from the from the outset. Uh, <laughs> but but but, uh, but yeah, uh, that became uh, qu- quite a joke in my final days there. But um, but uh, it, it, seriously, we are considering dark mode from the beginning here. But uh, but I, I think that there are just so many um, there are just so many benefits to being. Uh, you know, to, to following something, especially something that breaks through and has some level of success from the standpoint of it resonates with a fan base. It, uh, you know, hel- helps people do what you're trying, you know, uh, solve the problems you're trying to solve. And so, uh, you know, I, I really think about uh, something like EverQuest. EverQuest was such an incredible game as it came along. And of course, it was standing on the shoulders of some giants itself. But then, you know, by the time World of Warcraft came out, wow, they had such a benefit of hindsight of what worked in EverQuest, what what didn't. And I think that that led to to this huge smashing success that they ended up having there at Blizzard. And so I think that for us, as we're looking at this, one of the biggest lessons is what I was just referring to. Um, We understand that, you know, at, at a minimum, there's got to be a way to customize every single thing on your sheet. And so if we do not have the automation or the calculations in place to handle something in the game, um, we we can't have a closed system. We have to have a, an open system that will at a minimum let people adjust it manually and uh, and, and, and for that to work there. And so uh, that's that's one of the key concepts um, that we're, uh, we're taking with us here. Um, there's also a... Uh, you know, one of the biggest philosophies behind making something like this work. And I think, uh, you know, the former life, uh, we did did it, you know, pretty well. But, um, but there are some ways to improve there, which is, you know, what information is important to have at a glance versus what information needs to be tucked a click or two away. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of the the big thing for us here is we've given that so much thought. Uh, you know, there are months and months of conceptualizing what we're doing before we even got into an announcement or got into the development that we're currently in here with Pathfinder Nexus. And so um, those are really driving concepts that are informing the development and being able to see, you know, what works and what doesn't uh, in, in the former life definitely is contributing to, I think, uh, you know, some uh, some quicker uh, uh, concept phases, but uh, also, uh, you know, being able to just bypass the, uh, you know, the focus group section of that, the play test group uh, section of that in some places is going to be important. But I'll also highlight that none of the successful games in the TRPG space now 
um, are, are successful without, you know, an enormous amount of playtesting. And so um, we have these, uh, you know, opinions, we have these gut feels, we have this, uh, you know, uh, these data points from uh, something like a D&D Beyond, but we also know that Pathfinder is a different game. It is, uh, you know, a, a, another community. Sometimes there's overlap there, of course, but it is another community. And our goal is going to be to make Pathfinder Nexus the most useful thing that it can possibly be for, you know, Pathfinder players and fans. And so we're going to really keep an eye on the community feedback. It is the heartbeat of uh, what we're making, because if we're not making something that actually resonates, then what are we here for? Mm. I think, um, so talking about kind of the the model of it, so from what I get, like, Demiplane itself is a, the platform is effectively free, isn't it? You can just log on the platform and then you buy books in order to be able to access the content in it. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, ultimately, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, as this industry has uh, grown and matured over the years, um, there, there has been uh, you know, th there's been a messy path in some places to how uh, monetization has to work, how companies can uh, keep the lights on, uh, you know, all, all of that. And so I think that, um, you know, what we are trying to do with Pathfinder Nexus is we understand that uh, there is some precedence that has been established out there from digital partners for uh, you know the world's uh, biggest role-playing game in addition to uh, some of the other prominent games out there. And so um, you know we we really are trying to follow that precedence, but then do everything we can to be a, a little better than that. Um, and so you know one of the one of the places where I am really, really excited, especially with our relationship with Paizo, is um, this concept of Paizo Connect and the ability that that gives us to, uh, you know, if you're buying a book on Paizo.com, then you are going to unlock the, um, uh, the, the PDF as part of that. And so as long as you own the PDF on Paizo.com, when you come to Demiplane and Pathfinder Nexus to unlock the content there, then you are going to get a, a deep discount. So, uh, you know, these uh, books are uh, typically, you know, there, there'll be some differences here because Paizo has some differences in their Lost Omens content versus rulebook content. But, um, you know, typically, uh, $29.99. And if you have that PDF for that previously purchased content that you have over there, um, you're able to get that for $19.99. Um, and, um, and, and that is the model. We will in the future introduce for flexibility purposes, the concept that, hey, I'm a player and all I ever play is barbarians. I love barbarians. And I'm going to sit down at the table and I am going to, I want to use content out of, um, I started to make up a book title, but then people uh, would th think I was spilling some kind of beans. So we won't do that. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I use uh, you know content in uh, guns and gears. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember right now if they have barbarian content. I, I'm sure they do somewhere in there. But, um, but, but either way, if I'm trying to use character options from that, then I can unlock just that component for what I want to use there. And, and so you know, I remember in the former life, when that concept of component purchases 
was introduced, people uh, immediately had a, a reaction to microtransactions and, oh, this is a bad thing for, for this game. And, you know, genuinely, the way that we saw that play out there was, uh, no, it, it's, it's not a microtransaction. It's not, uh, you know, paying to win. It's not, um, it, it's not any of those things that we, we see in video games. It is offered as flexibility um, because if we didn't have those component purchases and someone wanted to play that barbarian content in whatever that, uh, you know, source in, the, in that book is, then, uh, you know, it, instead of paying $29.99 or $19.99 if they have the PDF, they can pay $3.99 and they can move on and, and, and they can uh, have an entry point that is much more convenient and accessible for them there. And so that's the intent behind that. We will introduce that as we go forward. I think one of the biggest challenges that we currently have is there is a double-edged sword between making early access available and starting to get feedback as we need it as we go through this process and you know what the actual full product is going to be and so what you see today on uh, pathfinder nexus and um you know our last development update stream um went into uh, some detail around you know hey one of the biggest challenges that we knew going into our announcement a couple of weeks ago um was trying to specify that it was just an announcement and not a launch mm -hmm. um and so uh you know the pathfinder nexus is in no way in its final form it's it's incredibly early in fact and so uh right now uh you know i think that uh there there are some challenges with saying hey we're pre-ordering this content and um, there's a little bit of the value proposition of it doesn't feel like I'm getting enough for that. And, um, and, and that's not what this product is going to be. We are going to see all of these tools uh, you know, start to come to life. And once that's there, then I think that value of, of what that uh, actually is bringing to the table is gonna be uh, really, really clear. And, uh, and so we're, yeah, we're gonna try to supply as much flexibility in those purchase and unlock options as we can. But in general, if you want access to all of that book's content throughout the entire tool set, uh, then uh, you, you'll pay that you know, kind of one-time unlock fee. Okay. And who, who has to own the book? Like if I'm a, cause I'm a GM, if I want to run a campaign and I have a new player to me, can I say, Oh, you want to play a gunslinger? Well, I've got guns and gears while you're playing in my campaign, you can play the gunslinger, but you couldn't take it to another one. Is that the idea? hundred percent. So content sharing is something that is an absolute must. Uh, we, we don't have it at this stage uh, because, because again, uh, you know, just starting out here, but um, want everyone to know that uh, simulating the idea that we have a group of six people who are coming together around a table. And um, I remember <laughs> coming up through the early days of playing these games um, I always ran the games, but um, I, uh, I was not incredibly well off uh, growing up. And so I, I you know, we'll say I, I cast charm person spells very <laughs> regularly to talk someone else into buying those books. But, you know, typically groups have one person, two people that, that pick up the books and they bring them and they pile them on the table and everyone can use those. And so from a digital standpoint, we're going to be simulating that for sure. And, um, you know, we see this with most of the digital platforms out there. It will be no different for Pathfinder Nexus. So yes, 
um, you will be able to unlock content and you will be able, um, I'm not going to say that it's going to be campaign based because um, speaking of, uh, you know, learning from, from the past life, I think that we may be painted ourselves into some corners uh, with uh, saying, hey, join my campaign, but there will be a way to group um, and, and, and have people, you know, essentially at your virtual uh, digital table here. And, um, and as you are grouped in that way, you'll be able to share that content. And we'll introduce that a little later in early access. Mm. Are we, are we going to get some, sticking with, with me being a greedy GM, are we going to get some GM tools along with this? What are we going to get to sort of help us run games for our players? Yeah, that is uh, an excellent question, and it is a little too early for me to go into too much detail on that. Uh, but but what I can say is there is absolutely intent to do that. Uh, it is on the roadmap, um, and and we are focusing again initially on the character management piece because we do know that when you're looking at the universe and population of players out there, there are more players than game masters right yeah. now. I trust me, I game master and play a, a lot of games these days. I, I, I live a very, very uh, wonderful life <laughs> that I get to play as much as I do. Uh, but, you know, as I'm thinking about that, um, we understand that if we can get players really, really engaged with what's going on here. That also makes that game master's life easier just from having players that know what their spells do um, because they can click on it very quick. You know, so, so we are, <laughs> I don't want this to sound, uh, you know, again, just uh, kind of on the nose or whatever, but we are trying to help game masters by helping the players, um, you know, kind of in this initial uh, piece of this, but we definitely understand that once we get to a place where we fully launched with character management, the next pieces of the roadmap are going to start jumping into challenge management and encounter management and uh, things that are going to help game masters uh, run games uh, and, and, you know, make that as streamlined as we possibly can. Do you, uh, do you see a, a full virtual tabletop as being a thing that you'd like to do in the future? Is that part of the, uh, probably a long way off, but is that part of the plan? I, I don't, uh, you know, it, it's a never say never situation for sure. Um, but what, what I can say is we don't have current plans uh, to create a VTT. And I think that, you know, our general stance on that is that there are literally hundreds of, of VTTs. I, I think that I, if I really wanted to make a list, I think, I think it would be, you know, mul multiple hundreds of VTTs uh, that we've seen, uh, you know, popping up in the last several years. And um, so it is a very crowded space. And I think that, um, you know, truthfully, when you have something that is that fragmented, uh, you know, none of them are doing everything that I want to play. And, and, and that's not a knock on anybody making uh, virtual tabletop, uh, you know, content. Um, but, uh, but, but I think that for us, what we would prefer to do here is, again, really fill, take that liquid approach and fill the gaps and do um, a really strong job of, uh, you know, kind of being able to be a foundation of that. And then whatever you have, you can then take that into the virtual tabletops that work best for you, that you prefer. Um, because, you know, if we went out there and polled people right now of, you know, what's your favorite VTT, the answers would be 
uh, amazingly diverse, right? Uh, you know, at, at this stage. And so I think that, uh, you know, we have some favorites that are doing some great work out there. Um, it would not surprise me at all. This is, you know, not confirmation because we're just not at, at the point where I even can confirm this, but um, we have some, it wouldn't surprise me if we uh, ended up integrating in some ways uh, with, with existing virtual tabletops in the future. But I also will say that our prevailing goal and mission is to make every part of the game better. And if we get to a point in this roadmap to where it makes sense for us to take that kind of uh, approach and, and go in that direction, then we certainly would not shy away from it. Um, we just think that we have some other priorities that we want to work on at this stage that we think will have a deeper and, and broader impact in what's going on in player base. Sounds sensible. There are some great integrations between D&D um, uh, &D Beyond and Roll20, and there are things that can then come up. So I, I, I can see how that that's sort of a, a bridge to that. Well, absolutely. And, and, I, and I'll call out real quick, uh, you know, Foundry of ATT. Yeah. Um, there is a large population of Pathfinder players who are using it. Um, of course, it makes the most sense in the world for us to, uh, you know, figure out uh, integration uh, opportunities uh, with that. And, uh, and those are all things that we're going to be very, very open to and uh, very, uh, very on top of figuring out what are the best, most efficient ways that people can, uh, you know, play their games and, 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 and have fun around the table. So what, what is... Um... We've done. Our, we've had the the announcement. What what is available right now for um, for Pathfinder Nexus, and when is the rest of it going to be available if people want to get involved? Yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, internet famously at this point don't give out dates, sure. um, and so we're we're not going to give out dates here today. But uh, what what I will say, what is available right now is the starting point of our digital reader, and so this is where if you pre-order today, uh, you're going to get early access to this stuff, and and as things are added, you're going to continue to see, um, you know, all of that unlock if you've pre-ordered the content. We also have a free Pathfinder primer that uh, we worked with Paizo to, uh, you know, kind of uh, provide everything that you need to play, uh, you know, almost a, a, a basic rules, uh, you know, kind of concept with the uh, Pathfinder primer. Um, so you can check that out for free as well. But the digital reader is the starting point. And all of this is going to take the stair step approach because genuinely this is how we have to do it to get to the character builder and the the digital character sheet and so we we start with the book content itself and so we've got to digitize that we've got to take that from indesign files and turn it into what is going to display on a web page html uh and, and react and, and all of those things right and so all of that is um you know part of the digital reader that is available now in its starting point in um you know we're, we're talking, you know, weeks, um, uh, possibly days here. We're going to start seeing, um, you know, tooltips be added to that content that's in that digital reader. We're going to uh, then after that start seeing the second major phase of early access, which is the compendium listings that I talked about earlier, uh, which are, you know, spells, magic items, um, creatures, all of those things coming together there, uh, the classes, ancestries, archetypes, all, all of those pieces will start coming in a, in that, uh, filterable searchable format. So that's kind of the main, uh, major next stage. And we've got to do that with the data 
in order to then get to that final stage, which is the character builder and the digital character sheet. And so, um, you know, we did say in the trailer and the announcement, you know, this winter. Um, and so, you know, that that is about the the you know best timeline that I can give that, you know, our current targets are all about, uh, you know, at a minimum introducing those different components, um, uh, you know, essentially by, by Q1 of next year. And so those are the things that we're going to see play out in the next few months. And, uh, and again, this is all very dependent on community feedback too, though, because uh, we, uh, we understand it is incredibly important to get this stuff right. And so if we get to a point where we introduce something into early access and it is not resonating, it is not doing the job and, and solving the problems, then we're going to listen to that feedback and we will make adjustments. And so, um, you know, I think that, um, again, we've got a great team that is very, uh, you know, used to how this went for, for another game like D&D, but also uh, plays a lot of Pathfinder. And so I think that we will be able to uh, pr provide a pretty good starting point before that feedback. But, um, but at the end of the day, we've got to validate that it is doing what it needs to do. And uh, we're going to take all the time that we need to make sure that that's the case. If we put this stuff out and it's doing the job, uh, then we're going to you know, move pretty rapidly to, to the next pieces and continue to cover as much ground as we can. Oh, very exciting. Um, can can anyone get? Obviously, we're based here in the UK. Uh, is is it open to us as well? Can we pre-order stuff now, or or do that, we have to hold off and wait? That that is an excellent question, and th this is one uh, again. I won't quite give a date, but um, international payments. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm very transparent with this stuff. We got thrown a little bit of curveball on that uh, just just days uh, before we were, uh, you know, ready to to announce and, and get that out. And so we do not currently have um, uh, we can't currently accept uh, pre-orders outside of the U.S. and Canada, but. Um, I, you know, I think if we had this interview, you know, next week or, or the week after that, I, I would be saying affirmatively, yes, um, you know, we'll be able to do that. So we will, we will share that on all of our platforms uh, that, uh, you know, when that is available. Uh, but, uh, but that's going to come very, very early in early access. Fantastic. That's good to know. Adam, we're about out of time. Where do people go if they want to, uh, if they want to get on board with this? Yeah, so pathfindernexus.com, uh, that, that one's pretty straightforward. You can go there. Uh, you can check out that free Pathfinder primer, as I said, uh, see the starting points of the digital reader. Uh, you can follow us on social media. You can join our Discord server. Um, you can um, also uh, join our forums and, and start discussing things in our forums. Uh, the forums are the best place to share feedback feature requests or, or anything like that. So you can get to those from pathfindernexus.com or you can just go to forums.demiplane.com and get there. Um, but uh, you, you'll see me, uh, you know, uh, buzzing about there and answering questions and, um, and uh, engage in the community there as well. Um, so those are all great places to start getting involved. And, and really more than anything at this point, again, you know, announcement versus launch. We haven't launched this thing yet. So if you are there and you want to help us make Pathfinder Nexus the best that it can possibly be, uh, we certainly appreciate that help. And that's where uh, you can come in and start engaging with the features and the tools as we introduce them and provide that feedback that's going to help us get there. 
Incredibly exciting. Can't wait to check it out. Adam Bradford, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, we will keep an eye on Pathfinder Nexus with great interest. Take care, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Dan.